Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible said concerning Satan and his angels that they are bound to everlasting chains of darkness. Satan that was kicked out of heaven and one-third of the angels that went with him, the Bible said they're bound to everlasting chains of darkness. They're in darkness with no hope of ever coming to light. They're evil and never have a hope of becoming righteous. They're bound to everlasting chains of darkness. Amen. When I think about that and then remember that I was bound, but he gave me an opportunity to be set free. I think about how I was in darkness, but he gave me an opportunity to come to this marvelous light. I, I'm redeemed. He bought me back. Hallelujah. From bondage to liberty. I praise him today. Hallelujah. God, you're good to me. You're good to me. You're good to me. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's what the king's business is today. That's what the Lord's business is all about. Reaching, redeeming, rescuing, saving. Oh, I just wonder what the Lord's going to do in this service this morning and the service tonight and continuing days and the reaching and rescuing of souls. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I'm not the preacher, but it sure feels good in the house of the Lord today. Amen. And uh, it has just been a joy and a pleasure to have Brother and Sister Jackson with us. And God has certainly used him in a special way to touch our hearts and uh, meet our needs. And so, again, Brother Jackson, thank you for coming and being here. And uh, just obey the Lord again today and let the Lord have his way. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, God bless the preaching of the word. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the Lord's house today. It is certainly good to be filled with the presence of God that we do feel. Aren't you thankful for his presence? Aren't you thankful for his presence? Aren't you thankful that in his presence there's fullness of joy? Thank you, Jesus. It's just so good to again be with you good people and uh, in church with you and uh, we have been richly blessed ourselves being here with you good people and your pastor and his family. And uh, we love and appreciate Brother and Sister Townley so very, very much. And uh, appreciate this church and the work that you're doing and the truth that you're standing for. And uh, just I have been overwhelmed at how sensitive you good people have been to the spirit. And when it begins to move, you just get right into it and move with it, and I appreciate that. Thank you for that. It shows your maturity and the type of leadership that you do have. And uh, you are a blessed people today, but you know that. And it's because we're serving a good God, a good God. Aren't we serving a good God today? Aren't we serving a great Savior? But if you have your Bibles this morning, I'm going to read from a couple of different places in the Old Testament. I'm going to read Beginning in 1 Samuel, the 20th chapter, the 15th verse, that I'm going to read in 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel, the 4th chapter, the 4th verse, and then 2 Samuel, the 9th chapter. For all of our visitors, it's already been said, but along with the great pastor of this church, Every one of us wants you to know that we are so honored that you're in service with us. And it is our privilege that you're here with us this morning. And uh, I feel like that God wants to do something great in this house today. 
I just feel like that the Holy Ghost wants to help some people and bring about restoration in the lives and hearts of people that maybe even feel as if there's no hope. If you will let God today, He will help you. If you will, He said, I'll work who will let me. And I wonder how many people would let Him work here today. Thank you, Jesus. First Samuel, the 20th chapter. You pardon my voice today. I feel stuffy. I don't know if it's what it is. First Samuel, the 20th chapter, the 15th verse. This is David and Jonathan speaking to one another. Jonathan says, But also thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David, everyone from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant. Everybody say a covenant. Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord even require it at the hands of David's enemies. And Jonathan calls David to swear again because he loved him. For he loved him as he loved his own soul. Second Samuel, the fourth chapter. Second Samuel, the fourth chapter. And the fourth verse. And Jonathan's son, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass as she made haste to leave that he fell and became lame. And his name was Mephibosheth. Second Samuel, the ninth chapter, the first and the fifth verse. Second Samuel, the ninth chapter, the first and the fifth verse. This will conclude our reading together. And David said, David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul? That I may shew him kindness. Everybody say, for Jonathan's sake. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Micaiah, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. And David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may shew him kindness for Jonathan's sake? In 1 Samuel, the 20th chapter, we read of a covenant that was made between Jonathan and David. We begin reading again in 2 Samuel, the 4th chapter, we read of a young man by the name of Mephibosheth that has a great fall, the Bible says, that cripples him and causes him to be lame in both feet for life. But then in Second Samuel, the ninth chapter, we read of the beginning of a process of restoration. And I want to preach today, by the help of the Holy Ghost, from this thought, broken by a fall, but restored because of a covenant. Broken by a fall, but restored because of a covenant. Would you lift your hands again and let's just ask God to move. Let's ask him to talk. Let's ask him to make this word fresh to our hearts. God, I need your help. I need you to move me out of the way. I need you to
Thank you, Jesus. And why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise and thanksgiving in advance right now. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated here this morning. It was the son of Jonathan, the Bible lets us know, which would have been the grandson of King Saul, that he is but just a lad living under the care of his nurse. And uh, historians tell us that that was probably in the area or region of Gibeah. And here he is, just a young child, five years of age, when the news of this great disaster is brought to the royal household. Uh, here he's, in just a few moments of time, a young man's life is turned completely upside down. Mephibosheth, if, if prior to this, this writing and this record of events that's taking place, prior to this messenger that's coming, when you viewed and looked at the life of Mephibosheth, he would be somebody that would make every one of us very envious. He's, he's, he's royalty. He's not just anybody. He, he's not just a no-name, just some passerby, just sitting on the street corner. When you begin to read of Mephibosheth, you begin to study the, the heritage that he has, you, you're quick to understand that he has it all. No doubt there was people many times his age that they would look upon him and envious him and be jealous of the life that he is living. Mephibosheth is just a young man, a child, not even yet being able to realize what all he has is living just beyond comprehension to so many people, really myself included in this house today. He's, here he is. He has the best that money can buy. He, 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 he has no want for anything. He's got a great future ahead of him. He's got uh, his, his parents, his grandparents, they are royalty. His grandfather, the one that has inaugurated the very monarchy of Israel, the one that God said, when I could look and see nothing greater and anything better, you stood out head and shoulders above all the men in the house of Israel. You, you understand that when we begin to speak of Mephibosheth uh, in his beginning stages, uh, in his early years, uh, he, he is a, a picture of what anybody would want their life to be. Uh, Mephibosheth wears the nicest clothes. He has the nicest horses in the stable, the nicest chariots to carry him around. That just a young man of five years old, he has... People many years his senior waiting upon him hand and foot. When he snaps, they jump. When he gets ready to do something, uh, it's not if we're going to do it. It's just how we're going to do it. When Mephibosheth gets ready to play, he doesn't have to hunt around for the same old toys that he's had every year since he's been alive. But there's always something new, always something fresh. When you read of Mephibosheth, it's a life that really has it all together. When you begin to read of him, he doesn't want for anything. He doesn't have to, when he goes to sleep at night, he has not a care in the world. He understands that when he wakes up in the morning, everything's going to be all right because I'm a king's kid. I have royal blood flowing through my veins. I am that which everyone else admires and would long to be. And 
And so here it is, you have a young man with such a bright future. You have a young man that because of the place that he has been, the things that he's been given, he has no wants. Anything that he desires to have, it's at his fingertips. If he can't get it, then he has the ability to reach out to people who can get it for him. He just has it all together. He He's able to sleep peacefully. He doesn't know what it's like. He, he really has no, no, no uh, consciousness of reality. He's living what many of us would say uh, is a fairy tale. Uh, and here it is that just on, I can see, just another routine day. Uh, no doubt he's, he's got up, he's eating his breakfast uh, of whatever it is that he wants to eat. Uh, he's, he's making his way around the, the marble halls of that great palace. He's playing, he's singing. Uh, he's happy as a little lark. He gets aggravated at one of the nurses uh, that's taking care of him and trying to oversee him as his dad's gone and he doesn't like what she has to say. And as just a little smart aleck kid having so much power and authority he maybe puts her in her place thinking hey uh, you don't know who you're talking to I'm going to be uh, the one that sits on the throne one day and if you're not careful uh, and you don't treat me the way I deserve to be treated uh, it's going to come back and haunt you uh, and Mephibosheth has no idea that his entire world is about to unravel and come apart at the seams but in just one moment's time Everything begins to come apart in his life. A letter comes, a messenger is sent. and They come in and they say, hey, you've got to get out of here. There's been the tragic thing happen. Saul's dead. And Mephibosheth's daddy, he's, he's no longer with us. And many of the mighty men have been slain upon Mount Gilboa. This nurse grabs him up. The Bible says as they make haste or as they were in such a hurry to leave, no doubt she, she begins to remember the training for this, hoping that never a day would come. But if you ever get the message, they're, they're probably coming here next. Whatever you do, you've got to protect Mephibosheth. If you get this kind of news, you, you must understand that he's the one that's left to rule it. You, you've got to make sure that he's taken care of and and she's thinking this. No doubt she has a getaway place in mind. Uh, and fear's gripping her heart. I can't stay. I've got to get going. And she rushes in. And Mephibosheth's not wanting to leave. He don't understand why this is going on. He doesn't, Reality hadn't sinking in as to what has actually happened. But she grabs him up and she begins to make haste to leave. And in this process, circumstances completely beyond his control. In, in a situation that he did not deserve. Didn't, didn't ask for it. Didn't do anything wrong to deserve it. Just living life that is so unfair. Just living through life that can treat people so harshly and give them no justice. He begins not understanding to make haste to leave with this nurse. The Bible says that in this process and in these circumstances beyond his control that Mephibosheth makes a fall. I don't know what it is that reached out and grabbed them little feet. I don't know how it is that he hit so hard that all of this began to take place. But in a day 
that he never thought would come and due to circumstances that were completely beyond his control, Mephibosheth becomes lame and crippled by a fall for the rest of his life. Circumstances he didn't ask for. Situation that he didn't deserve. Things that was beyond his control. Yet from that day forward, they had a lasting effects upon the life of this young man. We don't read of Mephibosheth again in Scripture until we pick up our reading of him, which we read together today in 2 Samuel the ninth chapter. And when we begin to look at the life of this young man now, it's very different from the one that we looked at in our previous readings. Now when we look at the life of Mephibosheth, it's a life that we not, would not envy, but that every one of us would pity. It, it's not a life that any of us would trade places with, but our hearts would be smitten, and because of the love and kindness that we have, we would begin to try to reach out to this young man. Would you read of him again in Second Samuel the ninth chapter? After he's been crippled by a fall due to circumstances that are beyond his control, you 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 read of a life uh, of a miserable man. Uh, matter of fact, he's not in Gibeah. He's nowhere around kingly things and kingly business. But when we read of him again, he is lost. The Bible says in Lodabar. Uh, He's in a place that in that day and time is where only, if I could say it this way, the cesspool of society ever gathered. You, you did not ever want to end up in Lodabar. It, it was told that if it ever gets bad enough that you're put into Lodabar, there's just no help for you. It's, it's hopeless. There's no coming out of Lodabar. The, the king doesn't pass by Lodabar. The servants of the king, uh, they stay as far away from Lodabar as possible. There's, there's really no government. There's no rule. There's no authority uh, because everybody in Lodabar uh, is in such a hopeless, helpless mess uh, that there's never going to be any return for them. Uh, you, you begin to study and read about Lodabar and while the rest of Israel is beautiful and green and, and has the the blessings it seems of God upon it when you begin to read of Lodabar uh, you begin to, to read of a place that even scripture notes it's desolate it's dry there's there's just there's, there's really nothing good in Lodabar when you get to Lodabar it's because there's no hope in your life nobody wants anything to do with you Everybody's through trying to help you. you. You you've been put up with and tolerated with until we just we're, we're sending you to Lodabar, and that's where we read of this young man. The next time we begin to read of Mephibosheth, it's a long ways from beautiful horses and nice stables and kingly people that are so kind and treating him so well. All of a sudden, it's. It, it's not eating at the nice restaurants and wearing the nice clothes, but would you begin to would you begin to read of Mephibosheth in this place and in this time? Uh, 
all of a sudden you just cringe from the thoughts that would run through your mind of what might have been and what could have been. Uh, no doubt now we read of a young man that there is no peace in his life. There is no tranquility. There is no moments where he's just able to just enjoy life as he's living it because the life that he's living in the hellhole that he's living it in, uh, there is no joy in that. Uh, no doubt Mephibosheth, because he has a nature like I have a nature and like you have a nature, uh, and because of the flesh that he was living in, uh, no doubt as he spends them restless nights, uh, he begins to reminisce about days gone by. Uh, oh, it was never supposed to end up like this. I, my life was never supposed to come apart like this. This was not what I was born to do. This is not what I would where I was born to live. Uh, no doubt as he begins to, to lay there and toss and turn and a tear begins to trickle down those cheeks and, and the dust begins to run off of him. Uh, no doubt he begins to look up to God and maybe begin to do what some in this house are doing even this morning. He begins to play the blame game. Uh, why me, God? Why why am I here? How did I, how did I end up in this place? How did my life uh, end up in such a condition? I didn't ask for this. I, I didn't do anything to deserve this. It, it, it was circumstances that was beyond my control. I didn't, I didn't ask to be molested as a child and be, have to live uh, through Lodabar the rest of my life with these thoughts that these thoughts that are haunting me. I didn't, I didn't ask to be put in this place uh, where my closet's so full of skeletons that as people walk by, they pity me and they say, uh, there's no hope. It, it's helping. Why, God? What did I do to deserve this? Uh, no doubt as he would begin to have these thoughts, uh, the, 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 the thoughts of suicide would begin to attack him. Uh, you, you might as well give up, Mephibosheth. You're in Lodabar. If, then there's no help ever coming for you. There's, there's nobody that's ever going to reach out to you. There's, there's nothing that can be done about your life and the situation uh, that you live in. If somebody was to get you out of all this, uh, you would be crippled anyways and life uh, would not even be worth living. Why, why, why? Uh, and then the enemy would begin to talk to him uh, if God really loved you uh, if God really did care for you uh, if, if, if God really was an understanding God then do you think Mephibosheth uh, that he would let you of all people be in Lodabar always with the fear that my past is going to catch up with me knowing that there's a new king in town and if he gets what he really deserves and what's really coming, is there's a day going to come when they're going to come looking for him. And it's going to be to line him up on the wall and execute him like should be done. And while this is going on, I want to take you to another setting. I want to take you and just for just a moment walk with a man who's Blessed. He's sitting upon the throne now. And maybe he's walking around on the walls of this city. He looks out over it. Who would ever thought it? I'm not just walking through any city, but I'm walking through my city. They've they've said, Hey, this, this is David's city. This is the city of David. This is Jerusalem. This is, this is where everything's taking place. Here you have a man that has no wants for anything. Here you have a man that has the power and authority 
to do anything that crosses his mind and is his goodwill. There's no limitations. There's no strings. There's no attachments. You, you read of this man that we're talking about now, David, and you, you begin to realize that the favor of God's upon him, the hand of God's upon him, that really he just... It doesn't seem like he could get put in a corner. If he if he gets if he gets pushed back too far, the hand of God begins to move and they just begin to vex the enemies that would come and try to take control and just you 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 you're all of a sudden now you're looking at a blessed man and a man that has everything that he could ever want. And I I don't know what it is this day that causes David to to begin to reminisce. Maybe it was as he looked out upon that city. Maybe he seen some children playing chase, or or he may, maybe he looked over and they was just a few little kids playing a game of hide and go seek. I I don't hide and go seek. I don't know what it was, but but something begins to cause David to reminisce. David begins to think back. To when it was not always this good. It was not always kingly business. It was not always uh, eating meat at the king's table. It was not always these fine royal garments. It, it was not always all that I have today. David begins to reminisce. I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I, I'll never forget how that Saul was after me. And I, I knew God was on my side. But I didn't see how God was going to bring me out. I, I, I was in trouble. I was being chased. I was forced into the back of caves. I was forced to go days and weeks sometimes without any food. I was forced to fight battles in which I didn't even have a weapon to fight with. And I, I can begin to seem as he begins to reminisce of, of, of friends and acquaintances and he begins to remember about oh Jonathan and how I miss him and oh I wish I wish he was here to enjoy this with me and I wish I wish he could be here beside me maybe he, he, he takes out that harp and begins to play a song or two I don't know but no, no doubt that it begins to go through his mind about that conversation that he and Jonathan had on that day when it was the new moon and Everybody that was anybody uh, was supposed to come to the king's house. And Jonathan, just making mention of it, says, Hey, David, are we going to see you tonight? And uh, I, I remember telling Jonathan, and he thinking that I was out of my mind when I said, No, I'm not going to be there. Saul wants to kill me. He wants to destroy me. And if I show up, he's going to seize the opportunity. And Jonathan said, you, You're crazy, David. You're, you're talking out of your head. You're not making no sense. And so we got this little game together. And Jonathan said, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'll go tonight and tomorrow this time I'm going to come out and I'm going to bring with me a, a lad and I will bring with me a bow and some arrows. And if I shoot and I say, Go yonder, it's yet further up, then you know you're right, David. But that's not going to be the case. Here's what's really going to happen. Uh, I'm going to shoot and I'm going to tell that lad, come hither, you've gone too far, uh, and you're going to know it's safe. And I'll, I'll never forget how I knew the answer before he ever put the arrow on that string and ever fired the first shot. I, re I remembered he come out. He was, he was so weak and shaking. He, he had tears streaming down his cheeks. His eyes were swollen up from many hours of crying. And I'll never forget as he feebly pulled back that bow and he let that arrow fly. He sent the lad to find it and yet he hollers to him, go, 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 go. 
it's yet further. And I, I remember how that lad picks up that arrow, takes it back to him, and he sends him on, and I come out, and Jonathan, uh, he falls on my neck, and there we, we embrace for the last time. Uh, I, I, I can see it as David begins to think about it. Uh, here we are. I, I, I'm losing everything, and in the middle of all, oh, right how how have I let that slip oh it was in all that that Jonathan stops me for a moment boldness comes over him fires rekindled in his eyes with strength I've never felt he grabs me how did, how did I let that slip? He, he said, David! Good things are coming. And when they do, I want you to promise me. If you're ever in a position to help. Not for their sake. But for my sake. I was agreeing didn't see the day coming. Jonathan must have really seen this day coming because he caused me to swear again. David, enter this covenant. I plead with you, please. How did I, how did I let it slip my mind? And see David as he makes his way off that wall, doesn't even take time to gather his heart that he's been playing and into the to the palace he goes. He's, he's calling messengers. He's calling servants. I need, I need my elite. I need them to meet with me. I need my advisors. We've got important business to handle right now. Uh, I can see as he runs into that to that conference room and there now he has those those men that he he trusts and that he works with day in, day out, sitting around that table. Uh, they don't know why they've been summoned. All they know is it must be something very important uh, for it to be this kind of a spur-of-the-moment meeting, uh, especially with a man as organized as David. Here they come in and they, they take their seats and, and one by one David begins to ask them uh, a question that would have been the furthest thing from their mind upon entering. Uh, and it is this. Yes, uh, do you know anybody uh, that's left from the house uh, of Saul by the way uh, of the house of Jonathan? Hey, do, do you know anybody? Is there? Do, do you, have you had contact with anybody over the years? Do you know where I might can find one of these people? There's there's something I need to do, and and he begins to go down that conference table one by one through those men of valor, and they they all have the same answer. No, we don't know anybody. We've lost all contact. We we hadn't even thought of Saul scared to death to mention the name Jonathan uh, in, in the kingdom of, of David. No, we, we one by one the answer's no, no, no. Uh, finally he gets to one of his most trusted advisors, uh, a young man by the name of Ziba, uh, a, a man that, that, that if anybody knows what's going on, Ziba knows what's going on. If anybody knows uh, about business in the kingdom, you, you can count on Ziba. He's always got his ear tuned up. He's always listening. His eyes are always searching. Uh, and he gets to Ziba. He says, Ziba, do, do you know anybody? And I see Ziba as he begins to think. Do, do you know anybody, Ziba? Ziba contemplates and then I see Ziba. Well, what, what is it that you're 
What is it you're needing them for? Well, it's, it's like this. I've got some, you know, that, that property everybody's so envious of. It's got that pretty stream flowing through it. It was so prime that Saul fenced it off during his reign for himself. Yeah. You, you, you know that, that fleet of stallions that everybody's always jockeying and tussling for the chance to ride in that, that royal, yeah. You, I got some garments, some kingly garments that I'm wanting to just give him. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that seat that sits right to my right, the place that you all look at as the place of power. It's left empty intentionally and Sometimes you're rewarded. You get to sit in that seat. When I let one of you do it, you walk around for days talking about eating at the king's table, sitting in the king's seat. Yeah. That's, that's where I want this person at. All the remaining days of his life. Do, do you know anybody, Zimba? And upon receiving this revelation, Zimba says, nah, no, I, I don't know. Zimba, you wouldn't have asked him questions if you didn't know somebody. Well, 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 it's like this, David. I thought in you wanting to find somebody out of the house of Saul that, you were looking for somebody to make a spectacle out of. Somebody that you could parade through the streets. They're all their dirty laundry and show the weakness of the former house and how yours is so much greater. I thought you was looking for somebody that we could have a barbecue and execution at the end of it. You you talking about all this kingly business? I I don't I don't know anybody for that. No 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 Zimba no no. What, what, what do you mean you don't know anybody? Do, do you know anybody or not? Well well he, he, here's the bottom line, David. I I know just one. But he's in Lodabar. He's in Lodabar. David, you, you, you're talking about doing good things for him and this, this young man deserves nothing good. You, you, you're, you're talking about putting him in a place of power and allowing him to have dreams again and allowing hopes to be breathed back. You, 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 you understand, David, this. You, you, you're needing somebody to help make you look good. You're, 
You, you're needing somebody that has it all together. You, you, you're needing the, the, the banker, the doctor, the law. You, you're needing that kind of people at your church. You're, you're needing somebody that can come in and they've already got their finances together uh, and they're able to put a lot of money in the offering plate. You, you're needing somebody that already has uh, musical talents and, and they can already sing and they, can, they, they smell good and they look good. You, you, you don't understand, David, the one I'm talking about. They're, they're strung out on drugs and they... They, 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 they can't carry a tune in the bucket. When, when they come, David, they're not going to be putting money in. They're, they're going to be needing to take money out. When they come there, they're not going to be, the, 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 they're not going to smell quite the way that you envision them smelling. And, and, and they're going, they, they, they can't even walk. They're crippled. They're going to stumble over and over and over again. And you're going to spend most all of your time reaching down and picking them back up. And it, it's just going, if I was to bring you who I'm talking about, uh, they would bring no glory to you, David. They, they wouldn't be somebody that you'd look at and say, oh, uh, he's fit to be working and walking along with the king. Would you understand, David, who I'm thinking of? Uh, it would be better off that you never meet this man. Uh, and I can see it as, a, as, as something begins to come over David. And, and I feel that it was just a holy boldness that began to consume him. Uh, but I can see him as he reached into that seat where Ziba was. Uh, and he jerks him up by the lapel of his coat and it says you've got it all wrong Ziba I wasn't looking for anybody to make me look good and I wasn't asking you to pre-qualify who you thought I ought to restore I'm not doing this because of the shape this man's in I'm doing this because I made a covenant long before this circumstance has ever existed long before there was ever a crippled lad I made a covenant and I said if David can ever restore if David can ever put some things back together. Now, Ziba, you get to Lodabar uh, and you tell Mephibosheth uh, that he's wanted in the presence of the king. Uh, you tell Mephibosheth, uh, I know he didn't think he could ever get out of Lodabar. Uh, I know he didn't think that there was ever any help. Uh, you tell him, I know he had been to rehab after rehab uh, and never been able to shake that addiction. Uh, but you tell him the king's got a place at his table. Uh, you tell him the king's saying, come and tired. Uh, don't go without food. Don't go without water. Uh, don't worry about not having bread. Uh, you go tell him that the king made a covenant uh, on his behalf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there's people here today. You are hopeless. You are helpless. Uh, you are lost. Uh, if you was to let us pre-qualify uh, who we wanted to come into this church, uh, there are probably a few self-righteous people uh, that they wouldn't pick you. Uh, you stumble. You fall. Uh, you're constantly making mistakes over and over and over again. Uh, if, if, if we was to just sit down and write out all the qualifications uh, and all of the conditions uh, of one person that we would want God to add to this church, uh, it might not and probably would not be you. Uh, your life's in a mess. Uh, you're haunted by demons of your past. Uh, you, you, you don't have anything in your life together. Uh, and if Ziba was looking, uh, he would probably pass you by. Uh, but can I tell you today uh, that just as in the life of Mephibosheth, uh, we've got a king uh, that many years ago, uh, he went to a place called Calvary uh, and he entered into an agreement uh, and a covenant. Uh, when the writer began, 
begin to write about it in Hebrews. Uh, he said, this is what you need to remember. Uh, it's not many mighty. Uh, it's not many noble. Uh, it's not those that you're pre-qualified. Uh, but this is that. Uh, for this is the covenant uh, that I will make with the house of Israel. Uh, I will remember their sins no more. Uh, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Uh, I'm going to be to them a God. Uh, they're going to be to me a people. He gets down there. No doubt Mephibosheth didn't want to come at first. No. Mephibosheth was probably scared to death to come. Sister Talon comes to the music. They don't want me down there. They don't want me down there. They don't understand what they're really getting when they get me. They don't understand. He doesn't understand it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He doesn't understand it. It's going. While everybody else is walking into his presence. Sit and feast at his table. I'm just going to be. Just. Just barely. Barely making it in. What 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 I do when I finally do make it get in that chair. Pull up to that table. All those all those dear brothers and sisters. It's not gonna be a sight that's very pleasant because I'm I'm lame I'm always I'm always going to be crippled I'm always going to have these scars you know I feel like telling somebody in the Holy Ghost today don't let these suits and ties and pretty dresses fool you. But let me tell you why we look so good today. It's because of the covering that's on the king's table. If you could, thank God you can't. But if you could look under this table that we're all pulled up to this morning... You could get underneath that blood. You could see who we really are. As Paul had it figured out when he wrote, and such were some of you. You wouldn't feel nearly as bad about joining us today. You have to understand that would you ever get up to the king's table and the cloth of redemption begins to cover your soul. That everybody looks the same at the king's table. It wasn't easy for Mephibosheth to make that step. He had to do it with help. No doubt as he, the closer he got, 
closer he got, people begin to think, what in the world are they doing with this man? It started out looking like a spectacle. But when he finally made it before David, the Bible says that all he could do was just fall down. In his mind, he th had went through every every possibility of what David's going to do to me. And you know what? Many of those things that went through his mind, he was very deserving of. He didn't deserve David's mercy. He didn't deserve David's compassion. He didn't deserve... He didn't deserve David to do what he did. But because he received and responded an invitation from the king, in spite of his lameness, in spite of the fact he did not have one thing good to offer the king, in spite of the fact there was many much more deserving than he. That king, he gets down there beside him. He puts him arms around him. He picks him back up. He says, come on, Mephibosheth. It's time for you to get back to the life you're always supposed to live. Mephibosheth, don't be scared to dream. Because now you've got, the, you've got the dream fulfiller walking by your side. Don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to hope, Mephibosheth. Oh, yeah, there's some people out there still wanting you a load of bar, but they can't do anything as long as I'm hooked up with you. They might want to get you, but they're scared to death and they can't get me. Come on, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth, I know you're going I know there's still gonna be some nights that you toss and you turn and there might be some questions. But as you're tossing and turning, I just want you to look up at that ceiling and remember whose house you're now in. And let peace overtake you that everything it's I'm in the king's house, everything's gonna be all right. Mephibosheth, don't go hungry again. You come sit, sit and eat with me anytime. You know what? That's what God's wanting to do for somebody here today. You've been broken by a fall. But God's wanting to restore you, not because of who you are, not because of what you are, not because of anything that you have to offer. He's wanting to restore you because of a covenant. He said, when I could swear by no greater, I just swore by myself. That if you'll let me blessings, I'm going to bless you. Multiply and I'm going to multiply you. 
And I feel today that I'm nothing more than a zibba. All I have come today is with an invitation from the king. You know, God, he's, he's much in the manner that David, position that he was in on that day of invitation. David had the might and all the power to force Mephibosheth back. But he didn't. He just sent him an invitation. Sort of like Jesus in the closing book of his word said, I'll tell you all I'm ever going to do. I'm going to stand at the door and knock. And if any man, for this promise is to you and to your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If any man, that meant you today. It didn't say if they had their life put together, if they weren't crippled, if they were strong, if they were doing right. If they No, it said if any man, you know who he was talking to? He was talking to me. He's, you know what he is saying? I'm not looking at your faults. I'm not looking at your failures. I'm not looking at your mistakes. I'm just looking back through the lenses of Calvary and the power that, that I have to, to recreate you and reshape you and renew you and remake you uh, and fill you full of all peace and hope and joy uh, that's full of glory. Uh, if any man will hear. You know how God knocks? He sends a preacher. And he begins to draw. And he said, I know I could force him to come, but this restoration, it, it just has to come with them accepting and receiving and responding to an invitation from the king. But tell you today, the Holy Ghost won't so bad to restore somebody in this house this morning he's sitting on go he has sent out the request and the invitation and all he's waiting on is the response you know what I believe I believe if Mephibosheth would have not respond to that invitation I have trouble believing that David would have ever sent for him in that manner and that way ever again. David might would have reached for him and sent words through other means. But Mephibosheth had that one day that the king went all out. To make sure he knew he was welcome. I believe that's what the Holy Ghost is trying to do here today. You're looking at a kingdom of people that will love you. You listen to me, ma'am. You're looking at a kingdom of people that will love you. They're not worried about you coming from low to bar. They're not interested in digging into your past. You, you, you got a shepherd here. He, he'll protect you. He, he, he won't, you, you don't have to worry about being the conversation of some gossip. 
You don't have to worry about coming in and wondering what somebody found out about some skeleton in my closet that I'm not welcome anymore. No, you're, you're, you, you've received an invitation to the king's table today. Uh, you've received an invitation to join a family of people uh, that in spite of your faults will love you because we like you have faults. Uh, in spite of all your failures will love you because uh, like your failures we failed. Uh, in spite of the skeletons in your closet we're not interested in opening up the door and revealing them uh, because like you we all have skeletons in our closet. Uh, and you know what we're doing today? Uh, we have created the atmosphere uh, that if you would just say yes uh, you could come and be fully restored. Uh, but I can't make you come. Uh, and Brother Townley can't make you come. Uh, and good people in this congregation, though I know there's people here today that they're desperately uh, wanting to drag you to this altar. Uh, they can't make you come. Uh, but as we stand to our feet today, uh, and as every head's bowed and every eye's closed, uh, I wonder if there's a Mephibosheth. I wonder if there's a Mephibosheth. I know there is several Mephibosheths. But I wonder if there's a Mephibosheth that'll say, you know what? I'm not living in Lodabar. I'm going back home. I'm going back home. I'm going back home. Prayer warriors, I want you to begin to pray right now. I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. Matter of fact, I think it'd be appropriate as we come as one great big old family. That way Mephibosheth wouldn't have to come by himself, by herself. I wonder if as the family comes today, Mephibosheth, would you just come with the family? Come on, please, don't, don't let the enemy keep you from responding to the invitation. The king wants to help you today. The king wants to help you. I know it's taken way too long for this young preacher to give the invitation. Preached way, way, way outside of the allotted time I should have had. But I know that the king's reaching up. I know that the king's reaching up. Prayer warriors, would you pray right now that God would easily be found in this house? Uh, come on, as they begin to sing, prayer warriors, would you please begin to pray? Uh, the Holy Ghost is working. Uh, the Holy Ghost is working. Uh, come on, Mephibosheth, come home. Uh, come on, Mephibosheth, let the Holy Ghost breathe hope back into your life again. Uh, oh, come on, come on. Uh, don't think that this was for somebody else. This was for you today. Uh, don't think that God had somebody else in mind. God has you in mind. It's you that God's wanting to restore. It's you that God's wanting to renew. It's you that God's wanting to pick up the broken pieces and put it all back together again. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil lie to you. Come on, come down to this front. Come down to the king's table and let the Holy Ghost renew you today. Come on, prayer warriors. That's it. That's it.
Come on, prayer warriors, let's bind together and pray right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is trying to work and the enemy's trying to destroy that which God's trying to do. But he's powerless against us. We have the power. Come on, would you pray right now that God would make it easy for somebody to receive the restoration he's trying to give them. Say, you are a liar. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, let liberty flow. In the name of Jesus, let freedom flow. In the name of Jesus, let your presence be so easily felt, God. Oh, work right now. Wrap your arms of love around these people, God. Let them see how much you care, how much you love them, how interested you are in their well-being. Come on, that's it, prayer warriors. Would you lift your voice? I know it's Sunday morning. I know that I preached too long and we need to get out of here. But could we let the Holy Ghost work on Mephibosheth just a minute? I wonder if somebody couldn't shed some tears over Mephibosheth today. I wonder if you couldn't weep like it was your baby. I wonder if you couldn't weep like it was your son, your daughter today. I wonder if you couldn't weep like it was your little girl. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we know you're able today. We trust in your ability, oh, Lord God. Complete restoration and renewing in the Holy Ghost, oh, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the spirit of the Lord moving. Come on. Come on.
Hallelujah. I just feel like we ought to reach over and pray with somebody again. Find somebody you can pray with right now. In the name of Jesus. Pray, say, God, bring them home. Bring them home. God, let there be a draw in the Spirit and in the Holy Ghost. Uh, be a woo in the Holy Ghost, oh God. Visit hearts, God. Woo! Draw us, God, into your Spirit. Call us into your presence. Give us the will of us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God. Increase it, God. Increase the draw, Lord. Increase the call, O oh Lord. Let the visitation become
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. I want to be willing to stand in the gap for souls. How about you? Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we all stand together? I feel such a holy presence of God. My heart is just reaching out to the Lord right now. We're not trying to make anything happen in this service, but we're just trying to let God have his way. And I would just encourage every person to take this message into your heart and into your spirit. Receive this invitation of the Lord for restoration. Receive this invitation from the Lord today. Let you know you could be restored to the king's table. Let him make the difference in your life and the changes in your life that you will and he wills. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There is a mighty draw in the Holy Ghost today. It's a mighty weight of the Spirit in this house today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. I think we ought to tell the Lord thank you for speaking to us in this place. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege to hear your voice. We thank you, Lord. it would be a good time for me to state right here the souls are it's it's imperative that the will of God is pursued and followed and performed in every service help me Lord to follow you help me to follow you Lord we know eternity's at stake Lord in this place today 
souls are weighing in the balance today, Lord. We understand the importance of this service today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. Amen. Thank you for being in the house.